Hey gang, welcome to the 25th episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your weekend. I'm Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Dakota Trammell and Marcos Carmona. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Doing great? And Dakota, how about you? Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Um... (laughs) I do you guys remember the how oh, what was it Usher the really popular yeah song? No, sing it, sing so. What's no, I was not gonna like, sing it. Yeah. What if what if our podcast gets copyrighted? Aren't you thinking of Outcast? No, I remember that one too. But there was the yeah exclamation point song from Usher Wait, and like Lil okay. John. Type it out so I can read it and, and try and sing it in my head. It was like yeah yeah yeah. Okay. That's Usher. Yeah, it's Usher, right? Okay, well, when did it come out? Forget the games, but the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. When did this song come out? I was probably too young to listen to it. No, you were not too young to listen to that song. It was Usher, Lil Jon, and Ludacris. It was like the biggest lineup in 2002. It was. It was 2000 what? It was not 2002. There's no (laughs) way. 2000 and what? You want to know how old I was in 2002? I'm saying it was in 2002. We're we're taking we're looking this up we're looking this up right now. This is how the podcast is getting started. Two thousand and four. Okay, it's still pretty. All right, really I was close. Ago. I was still. I, I, was I was definitely seven. young when that. Yeah, that I that was young when it came out. It was like one of the first songs that I like ever got on iTunes or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome welcome back, guys. Um, we took a week off after the the E three. Um, you know everything that was going on there. We, we double recorded a couple weeks ago and we wanted to take a little break and regroup and get back into the swing of things. Uh, in the meantime, though, Dakota, what have, what have you been playing? Um, a lot. Well, I've been watching you play one, something in, in particular. Yeah. Um, Owlboy is like the most recent thing I've played, like just overall, but I've also played Yonder, the yeah. Cloudcatcher Chronicles. Uh, a little bit of Detroit. I guess that's it. We're going to have to talk a lot about a Detroit lot. in a second. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you just gave me beef for not, for, because I always run things over a lot because I talk too damn much. But you want to talk about Detroit? <laughs> you know what that's, you know what's going to happen. If, a it'll be a 30, I'll go 30 minute discussion go minimum. You can't... Uh, no, so. Yeah, I, Just I guess now. I guess I'll I'll skip into this because I know Marcos has been on vacation and hasn't gotten to. Uh... I played some new stuff. Okay, oh, there yeah, you jump right in. Like, I I played a little bit of Hollow Knight on the Switch, mm-hmm. and, and I played a little. Oh, it's great! Uh, I've been maybe like three hours into it. I think I'm starting Two Hollow Knight today. So I'm excited. Nice, nice. What and else? I played a, a little dating sim called Clanet. Oh, I remember hearing about Clanad. Can you explain yeah. a little bit what, like, what's the uh, what's the theme? The theme of Clanad? Yeah, I mean, like every dating sim has like a as a theme. It right? does like kind of have a theme, like yeah. A monster theme or like or, a pigeon theme. <laughs> uh, a people die theme, I guess. A people die theme. Okay. Yeah. How, how does that work in a dating sim? Um, you would be surprised how successful boyfriend a lot of people die. I I, guess I would be careful of the word people in terms of how to <laughs> boyfriend, but a lot of birdies die. A lot of birdies. It's die. a it's a pretty vanilla game. 
like okay. in terms of birds and and what's what's the other one where you get to date pugs pug uh, dating sim i have no i have seen that one I but that's not yeah, really a dating pugs. sim i don't think that but sniffing pugs is still a winner i can't yeah. wait for that game the pug dating one is like a speed dating it's not yeah at least the one i've seen no no you're right no it's just like a it's a game that's been around for damn near a decade now and america finally got it and i've been i love the anime so okay. i felt like playing maybe that's why i've heard the name it wasn't the dating sim it was the is it a, an anime show yeah it's okay. an anime yeah um it's an old one yeah I, I i feel like i must have heard that at some point but i what have i been up to the last couple of weeks i've played a lot of stuff since we last talked um as soon as unravel 2 shadow dropped on e3 i downloaded that and i played the entirety of it in a few days i finished up unravel 2 um i have i have a lot to say about that game but i think most importantly uh that's it's just one of those adorable little like three to four hour type games that there's really no excuse to not try especially if you have the means to do so i think it's like a 20 dollar game and uh i that's just one of those things that i i really i recommend trying um it wasn't even specifically up my alley necessarily but there's a lot of love that went behind making that game um let's see what have i been streaming uh oh detroit of course i've been streaming detroit so i dakota i finished detroit last night and i don't yeah i, don't I saw think, did you see what happened in, no i didn't my... see what happened okay, i saw you post about it though yeah marco saw it so i i just i don't want to spoil anything um but i really spoiler, really like detroit please tell me everything i will i'll we can have a little spoiler oh, chat off the air but i i played detroit and it may have been like in terms of the functionality of it probably my favorite telltale decision-making type experience uh which says a lot given how much i just recently liked life is strange detroit's crazy it has an insane amount of choices oh, and it's, yeah it's and like ridiculous. such little things too that you wouldn't think oh whatever this didn't mean nothing but yes. then it's like man homie would have died if i didn't help this guy out right. huh and i think that it that is one of those things where i'll never be able to go back to the old way where i don't you know, feel like my choices have consequence and the things that I'm doing actually matter. It felt like everything I did in Detroit mattered. So I'm finishing up yesterday uh, and I'm, I have a pretty good playthrough going. Like I haven't accidentally killed any of my characters. And then there's a sequence in which one of the characters uh, is being like shot at toward the end. And you have the option of doing a couple things. I don't even remember the options and I, I would rather not say just in case anybody encounters the same thing which I think is pretty unlikely, but I don't know how, how frequently this thing happens. Regardless, she's shot, and you have the option of, like, I don't know, playing dead or running away. And I oh, chose, I've I played chose this. the wrong one, and she, she was just oh. dead. And I felt really kind of miffed about that because she was my favorite character, and it was sort <laughs> of like, okay, so I just, like, flippantly made the wrong decision. And I get, you know, how those things can... I, I get how every single little thing you do in this game matters, and that's part of the magic behind it. It just sucks when that turns against you. 
Uh, and, People like it until their favorite character dies, and they're yeah, mad about sure. it. Yeah, sure, and that's that's a little bit how I felt. But that's and, the point. And so I, I was able to live with that one. And then toward the end, there's a specific <laughs> sequence in the game that gives you a handful of options. I want to say like three to four. And they all were pretty similar. Um, they were all pretty similar, and I, I chose one. And the game pretty much destroyed every character I cared about as a result of it. And at first, I didn't think of it as being that big of a deal because I was like, okay, so I must have literally just, this must have been my playthrough. I must have done more bad things along the way. But then I was able to, you know, replay because Detroit has this, and I, I, I've seen you do this, Dakota. You, the chapter has, select. Yes, it has like a flow, flow chart, and you can go back mm -hmm. to specific checkpoints, which is really cool. I really liked this. So I went back to the checkpoint right before that decision was made and changed my answer. Um, and because of that, I got a really good ending. And it was based on this one specific decision uh, that wasn't on its surface even that large. So it was really disappointing in that specific instance that the difference between me getting a really good ending and a really bad ending uh was just one little decision um that was yeah but who knows if you even would have gotten to that decision if you didn't make certain choices earlier earlier which is certainly true which is certainly true it just um, felt like i did a lot of things correctly only for those to kind of just crash down upon me all at once um and then the game literally ended it was like i got about five seconds after that and that was it uh so that was that felt frustrating but the ability to go back and change that decision and do things how you would have liked feels oddly in world anyway because the characters themselves can usually see into the future at least statistically they can see the odds of something succeeding versus not succeeding so it didn't feel like oh man so i got this ending i'll you know it doesn't feel right if i do a different one it still felt okay uh it was just a little i don't know it was jarring to have that kind of thing happen but um so i did, mean yeah tell me what you think with with Detroit, you can, because I mean, I don't, I don't know what instance you're talking about, um, except for the one with uh, where you're talking about running or playing dead. But with the other one, you know, you might not have even gotten to that. Actually, you might not have gotten to either point, um, depending on how you played the game. And then you can see that in the flowcharts as it's like, there's two different flowcharts depending on scenarios you've chosen for all the characters towards the end. Um, right. And I mean, it is, it's like crazy how just little things can lead to such massively different outcomes. So for the one character where you're, you're talking about running or dying, cause I actually, I went through the same exact thing and I actually chose to play dead mm -hmm. right off the bat. That was my first choice. Um, and cause her end, her end game sequence is hard. It is hard, and you have to make a lot of right choice, like do a lot of right things throughout the game, to be able to have that happy ending. Which is um, kind of what I felt like the issue was: is it starts to get to the point where you're sort of coin flipping. Um, like, there's no real way for me to rationally be able to tell if playing dead versus running is like the right decision, right? It's more of an yeah. impulse. Um, but that's kind of how life is, though. And I yes, no, and I absolutely, I think that's one of the things the game uh, really has going for it. It just sucks when it, like I said, it turns When it's something you. small yeah. and you, then you 
Yes. Well, it, 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 to me, it reminds it's kind of a very Until Dawn-esque, where the it stupidest, was, yeah. littlest thing really kills was. you, and it's yeah. like, what? I actually felt like this game borrowed more from Until Dawn than any other previous David Cage game. I, I honestly felt this was most it does. similar. This to, is all uh, very different. Like, the choice system in this one is crazy different from any of the other is any other two two games yes and it was the only game where i've ever felt like qte events actually mattered just similar to like when you're playing until dawn and you like you press triangle instead of square and the character trips over and dies and it's like oh well shit yeah <laughs> that sucks and i never realized because not to toot my own horn mm-hmm. i've played a lot of david cage games i've done a lot of quick time events. I think events, for most people, cause... that's the opposite of tooting your own horn. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I, continue. <laughs> I've played so many of his games, and so I'm just used to the quick time events right. that, I mean, I mess up, but it's like, you know, one or two buttons out of all of it. Right. I was actually surprised so that even when you did mess up the QTEs, it would usually give you, like, one... It, it's a little give forgiving. Like one fail back, fall back. Yeah. yeah. Um, it gives you like two or three chances right. before it's like, okay, buddy, you're done. Right. So it's like, I never realized, and I understand there's a lot, like quick time events aren't always easy. No, and they made these So if I never realized yeah. how like important it is, like how important not just it is, but they are as a whole, because I'm fairly good at the quick time events, so I don't really fail them. Right. Yeah, I and think, so I never see the outcomes because of that. Yeah, I, I don't think I had any quick time events fail in this one. It was mostly mm-hmm. like decision making. But if I had not been paying attention, like I was, you know, I was streaming the whole thing, so I was like looking at chat, and I'd I, I'd look back, and it's like, oh crap, I missed one, um, and it would usually let me bounce back from that, thankfully. But, uh, so yeah, Det- I played Detroit. Lo- really liked that one. Um, I played. Rank it else. on a scale. Rank it. How good well, is Mario Tennis? Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, just to, uh, a quick thing off the top of my head. I am going to review it on Epilogue, uh, that oh, yeah. and Unravel. So I'll have scores there, but just off the top of my head, probably somewhere in like the 7 to 8 out of 10 range, which would be good. the best for me in terms of David Cage stuff. Uh, I, thought it, I thought it was really good. And it was, think, it's a really good game. Yeah, if some of like the motifs weren't so heavy-handed, I would have been, I would have liked it more. It just, you know, See, the, like the whole re. Yeah, I don't. I, we yeah, no, I understand. Podcast on Detroit. <laughs> it's like you and I could you talk know, about this all day. You know what? Yeah, go. You know go what ahead, Detroit Mark. reminds me of? Yeah, what? You ever played Shadow the Hedgehog? <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Because in Shadow the Hedgehog, you get to uh, you get to pick two paths basically, and uh, the entire thing branches out into like. So, oh, so no, you're 14? saying Sonic did it first. It's like the Simpsons did it, only Sonic didn't. Well, I mean, the choices are basically like either kill the 10 humans or spare the 10 humans, that kind of stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, it had a tree. It had a couple different endings. It had a branch that was, it had two branches that was longer than others that led to two different true endings. But uh, other that's, than that. That's wonderful. I do think. But this was the first time I was really excited about this t- kind of technology. I felt like this kind of thing really opens the doors for choice-based gameplay uh, in the future. So well, there you go. Yeah, hit no, up I, Sega. <laughs> I I think this was 
this was the first type of progress I, I saw that it was like, okay, so we really can have a game where like there's 20 to 30 different endings that feel different from one another. But You're going to love Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's two notes. Neither of it. Hmm. I think it's just a lot of extra work. And like, obviously, it's a ton of more work to make a true, like, your choices really do matter kind of a thing. Yes. It's a whole lot more work and a whole lot more time consuming for something that someone might not even get to see, you know? Right. For like a branch, someone might not even get to see, but it, it's really worth it. It's um, totally I think, understandable from a developer's point. point of view. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but two points. Um, one about, cause remember, I remember in one of your streams, so, uh, somebody brought up how people complained that either like certain, some issues just weren't, oh, like were totally, quote unquote ignored sure. um and i think he used like the class-based system like someone like well i yeah, you know that was it's an ob- argument that i had heard from somebody else i don't even think it was somebody in my stream yeah I, no I it's because I, I remember seeing it in your stream okay is that's okay. how i heard mm. and i was like that's so stupid uh because it's like you on one hand it, it does have like it does talk about class-based issues it's just very what's the word not it's just not in your face with it it's if you explore the world and look around, you can like find those things where it discusses those things. Right. But uh, then on one hand, and, you know, people complain about that because it's not right in their face where they can see it and consume it. But then with the race-based issues that the game shows, um, or Android, human, that's mm, all a race. Robot. It's metaphor for race. It was definitely but, a metaphor for race. I think... That was what, you know. Like, but people let's, complain let's that frank. that's too, that doesn't spoon, it's too spoon fed. But people complain that the other one's not, you know, it's not sure. out there enough. It's and not I think, out there. Yeah. Well, like, let's... of course, it, the the ones with race, it is like, a, it's, it is a little much at times, especially um during some parts of the game. Well, let's be frank. The, the things that people have issues with are the things that people consider to be politically charged in today's climate so like for some people and i i'm saying this because i know that our audience is not this kind of person but for some people when they see the androids being sent to the back of the bus like that's a thing you see early on in the game Mm -hmm. um is when they get on the bus they're forced to go to the back is is like oh my god like it's it's literally an android compartment yeah and it's it, it obviously is a callback to um you know the civil rights movement and you know how things were when they were segregated and that you know people were uh people of color were being forced to go to the back of the bus so immediately the reaction is is like oh my gosh this is a politically charged statement about about racism and i'm not comfortable with having this discussion like even it, i think the the point of the entire game isn't necessarily to echo because I, I don't know if you noticed this either dakota but a big part of the game was like the the underground railroad um theme yeah so it's like one of the things that i i could totally see upsetting people is that they think this is a politically charged message when in all reality like five years ago none of us nobody on the planet well that's not true one percent of all people in the united states of america would have take an issue with something like the civil rights movement but now that's seen as like a political thing you know like the idea of yeah. segregation and diversity 
it's like that's not that's not a political thing that's a human rights issue and that's what this game is about it's not politics it's it, it, anybody who has a problem with you know a, a an able-minded thing slash person you know not having equal rights like that's just that's a phony thing to be upset about in the first place so i think uh to some degree people are uncomfortable with you know because if you up if you open up this discussion about race um even through like a video game which i don't know what people are expecting when it's uh a, it's called detroit become human and it's very obviously about android starting a revolution mm-hmm. i don't know what they expect first you know whatever anyway but especially was... once you open up the to start talking about race then it forces them to kind of look at and examine things that are actually going on as, right now as well and not just in america but like you know over the seas in europe as well and um other countries you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, you see in Detroit and it's like, hey, there's some of that stuff is going on right now. Sure. And, and so kind of, and some people would rather be blind and ignorant to that because it, it's, it's easier. It's a lot easier to just pretend it's not happening and ignore it. But also. Well, I think ultimately this is a game and I, I, I would say this, I probably will say it when I review it. I don't think this is a game that says a whole lot. It's actually meaningful. This felt like David Cage reading the latest, like, uh, (laughs) you know, the latest magazine that he picked up and seeing like what, what is and isn't relevant. Like I literally, there are magazines in the game about like how uh, bees are dying off and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, David Cage, I'm glad to see that you're reading like the latest science daily. (laughs) But I, I think more than that, it's, it's good to just have these things included in the game. I wish there's somebody more adept at handling it than Cage, but I felt like the writing overall was pretty good. Regardless, I do want to move on from Detroit because I think this game has a <laughs> lot of interesting components that I would love to break down. Um, and maybe one day we can have like a whole other podcast where we just talk about games because we don't really. Cast? Yeah, the yeah, spoiler cast would be great. I think. Um, you mean the yeah, that'd be fun. Pluto narrative podcast where they talk about the stories and games (laughs) you Um, mean that whole other podcast we do have specifically do talk about narrative and that's 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 very true i and they do a much much better job than i could ever hope to do i think the way they cover games is they do it in such great detail and of course they only get to do one a month because it's in such detail um whereas you and i you know like or or marcos if he's playing something that we're playing um you know we can just go on and on not necessarily about the merits of like the mechanics and all that but literally just what happens in the game (laughs) yeah just talk about it you know (laughs) there's no further there's no further implications but i like that idea yeah um i i think i was playing something i was getting a whole strong podcast called spoiler cast where i talk about a video yeah we we should talk about this later Uh, but i i also played mario tennis aces uh, conversely, that game that game had a deeply convoluted and uh, difficult to understand narrative. It wasn't heavy handed <laughs> at all. I heard the story was difficult. I mean, it was, pain was hard. It, it's hard. Yeah, it's a hard game. Uh, I'll, I'll buy it when it gets easy. Yeah, it, they yeah. did. They made a patch to make it easier. They actually yeah, I did heard that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, right as I finish, but uh, the game itself is has some really good mechanics, like. The base tennis is really good. The campaign has certain moments that I I wish I could forget. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even really have much of a soundtrack at all. It's the writing Aww. is just weird. 
um it, like there's a there's a a tennis racket that's like filled with evil and Wario what? and Waluigi get a hold of it and it's just kind of Waluigi's like Waluigi's not even evil. He's just out to have a good time. Yeah. I hate this narrative portraying him as evil. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's like He's just friends with a misguided bunch and out to have fun. <laughs> it's a game that that could have been, but uh the the actual <laughs> if you just ignore that part of it, like the game itself, the the multiplayer aspects um, just even like the free play against the CPU is really, really good. There's some really great one-on-one -on -one matches in the campaign that make it worthwhile uh, to go through, including a really fun segment at the end where you actually duo against uh, Waluigi and Wario with Peach and um, and Daisy, which is really fun. But uh, beyond that, I, there's not a lot to say about Aces. Um, it's it's good. tennis. It's yeah, it's what you you would think probably so. Um, I think we should probably break into the news. That was one. When of are we getting Mario things. Golf? You're right. I need. I need Mario. I'm sure you need Mario Golf. I was. I was kidding, but I know you would take it seriously. Oh God, I would take it seriously. I would buy that in a heartbeat. I know you would. It'll probably come in and like it'll get announced in like a couple months. I can see that. You think so? You know what yeah. would have been cool? They should have done a Mario soccer game. They did. Yeah, Mario another World Mario Strikers. Yeah, Mario but Strikers. like. Right now, this year, release during the World Cup, that'd be fun. It hasn't been one since the Wii. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I know, I know there's a Mario soccer game in existence, mm -hmm. but like one, like, two, right? like a new one. Yeah, there's Strikers and there's Charged, something like that. Strikers, Charged, Super Strikers, yeah. something like that. But a new one, a, a new a one new to release this year, with right now. With another Final Fantasy uh, boss, because I remember the, I think the Behemoth appears in one of them. That's really what? weird. <laughs> We need to yeah. do like that's another episode we need to have about weird video game crossovers like all that stuff. Mario and Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's um, not the first time. No, I'm sure it's not. So I just want to oh. talk about a couple things really briefly. Um, one thing that I think kind of goes unnoticed by most uh, news outlets is that an event happened last week after E3. Two events happened last week. Two two events. One significantly larger in terms of like the scope but if you want to mention the second one uh we can uh sgdq happened last week um Whoa. and raised over two million dollars for charity uh and i god i i wish i could remember the specific charity it's doctors without borders right but it's yeah okay um and so this event what what takes place during this event marcos what do they do Lots of speedrunning. Yes, they speedrun games, and a lot of them. So, like, what were some of the ones they they did speedruns of this year? There was the Noid game from mm -hmm. by Domino's, like 2017. <laughs> yeah, it's like weird stuff. It was. It looked good. Um, <laughs> there was it's never Earth common Man, games. Think, or no, Undertale. Undertale. Undertale was, was done. Yeah. Pepsi. There Man. was Pepsi Man. Yeah. Super Metroid. Super um, Metroid's like the most famous one. Yeah. They always yeah. do Metroid. Universe and they always save it for last, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Well, no, they, used to, they used to do it. It wasn't even yeah, like... It's no longer the final day. run. It yeah. was like on Friday or something. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this year, the, the final run was Final Fantasy VI, which was a oh, seven-hour yeah. run that went until three was, in the morning. It was 
a glitchless 100% run, amazing. which is insane. Yeah, that's amazing stuff. In seven hours? Yeah, seven yeah. hours. That's crazy. It was actually really impressive. Like, I, I haven't played Final Fantasy VI, so I was trying to avoid it, but I'd like, I had it on just because the event itself is really cool. So there's a, there's a person speedrunning at the front, and you see this, and then behind them is a, a, a like, th- what, three or four people on the couch commentating yeah, the, the run. Yeah, the couch. Which is basically <laughs> providing, like, cool little tidbits about the game. Like, I learned so much about video games every time one of these events happens, which is twice a year. Yeah, and, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. And then behind them is a whole audience of people. Usually, like, the ones in the, that happen in the middle of the night, there's probably, like, anywhere between a dozen and 50 people. And then, like, yeah. during the bigger ones, the room is just packed. It's like a huge auditorium. And I would assume, you know, hundreds of people that go... To this little event and it feels small but it's actually the usually the largest stream on twitch um and oh yeah definitely yeah the entire town was running yes so it, it it was really neat they raised a lot i think this is the most that sgdq has ever raised there's also an agdq yeah. event which is during the winter that has raised more they were only off by two hundred thousand from the agdq uh yeah. record mm-hmm. i think it was close it was close so uh, this, I think this is just really impressive. There's a component of people who don't like the GDQ events for various reasons. Uh, I, I think they also don't really understand how, how charity and nonprofit works. They expect <laughs> the people that run these things to like not make any money while they're working. Um, but it, for entire week. Yeah, and, and the the whole like the controversy over making the uh, chat room subscriber only. It's just a whole eye rolly thing, but it's a really. I think this is a an event that represents video games really well. Uh, I will say, I will say that it is a little. It's a touch bothersome that they can't find people who are even have like respectable social skills to do the <laughs> mic events in between the oh. games. Like I just, I can't fathom how they can't oh, get like anybody. Oh my god! To be fair, I mean. It is speed runs. I get that, but like, it is there are people. I know, I know social it's speed runners. runners. They're not all. You get that as a t-shirt. No, I'm not. They're not all recluses. It well, you find them and I you show the them way, to me, okay? I, I love your your user for recluse and the way you said it. I need I need that to be like a thing in every single episode we do. Recluses. <laughs> recluse. I just like the way you say it. Um. So yeah, th- oh, it was boy. a really fun event, and even. Even if you ignore the fact that they're, you know, uh, maybe not the most sociable people in the world, it is kind of adorable to see people who are just like in there. We do get some real funny YouTube cringe compilations out of it. It is good, yeah. Every uh, year, every year yeah. So look forward. I thought that was just really fun and adorable, and it just one of those things. Like I think E3 is a really good representation of games. I think GDQ is a good representation of games. Uh, and they both have socially awkward people. About. They do, which is weird because they're like opposite types of people. They're like the business like, folks between. I'll give like, GDQ the benefit of the doubt, but like E3, there's no excuse for someone that can't talk to a crowd up on that stage. Yeah, I mean, well, unless they're developers. I mean, they're, you know, it's kind of yeah. the same demographic, I guess. Not everybody can be Todd Howard. Come on. That's true. We're actually going to talk Howard. about Todd Howard in a little bit. But, oh, good old Toady. Uh, just real quickly, I wanted our uh, listeners to be knowledgeable because this is another, I, I'm not seeing a whole lot of coverage of it. Amy Hennig, who is perhaps the most famous writer in video games right now, she, 
She wrote for uh, Uncharted. She did a lot of stuff with Naughty Dog. Was hired by EA to work on a Star Wars single-player game. That Star Wars single-player game was canceled and turned into something else. Amy Hennig then announced last week that she left EA, and the Star Wars game she was working on has actually been shelved altogether, so we have no idea whatever she was working on we probably will never see the light of day of uh, nope and you know we've done defending of ea on this podcast i think this at the at this point at this juncture it's becoming indefensible given that they have the maybe largest ip in the world and we've seen two star wars battlefront games as a result <laughs> um dakota I don't know how you don't like Star Wars, right? I wouldn't say I don't like it. You're just not, a, not you're the not right a huge word. Star Wars geek. Sure. Uh, many people were raised on Star Wars. I was not. Sure. And then so now since it's made like a kind of a bit of a revival with the new shows and old things are coming back, I'm just kind of out of the loop at this point. So from it's just an outsider's like perspective, an outsider's perspective on this whole thing is like, is it acceptable for EA to do something like this? Like it, you even as a non-Star Wars fan, like recognize how large the IP is, right? So yeah, what, it, Star Wars is the biggest franchise of all time. So what? Like period. What, what do we have to say about EA at this point? Um, on one hand, I I don't like EA. I don't. I mean, I don't <laughs> care for Star Wars, and I don't like EA. So. I don't even know what to say about, I'm going to, we're always on trying to defend EA's side, and I don't know why anymore, because it's like, god damn it, they kissed me I think it's me mostly so me. I always just hope for the but, best. But, oh, yeah. hey, hey, hold your words, hold your words. I'm going to give them, not, it's, I wouldn't call it a benefit of the doubt, but I will say maybe they're playing a smart move. They had this great writer on board for this new Star Wars game, uh, and since she quit, they're putting it, well, I mean, they're shelving it. We'll probably never see it. But maybe, you know, they don't want just anybody to write it. They don't want to just throw out a shoddy Star Wars game. They wanted it to be the best that it could be with the best writer that they could, that is in the industry right now. And so once she quit, obviously, they don't want to just have anybody writing it. They wanted it to be maybe the best it could possibly be. And so that's... instead of putting out something that maybe wasn't what they were ideally hoping for... Mm -hmm. They're just gonna shelve it and put it to rest. I think, but also, I feel like they probably did something scummy for her to quit. <laughs> well, that, okay, so the, the only wrench in that whole theory, which I I mostly buy, is that they actually changed her game from being a single player thing to something entirely different. It, uh, they did something scummy. There yeah, it is. So, <laughs> I mean, like this this was a result of that, almost certainly. Um, I don't so it's know. like I I, just, I tried. It's like okay, I guess I could maybe see. But that's, it's like, you know, with any other company, it's like, okay, they had a great white writer. They didn't want to put something, you know, that they originally, that they weren't intending. They didn't want to put something shitty out, especially because of their reputation. But it's EA, so I know they did something scummy for her to quit. Probably. Unfortunately, I think that's where we're left off. I also wanted to so attribute it's like mixed feelings. that whole story to Eurogamer. I think it was picked up elsewhere, but they were, if I remember correctly, the first ones. On it. So the last thing I just want to talk about really briefly, because I'm sort of over Overwatch at this point. Um, I know a lot of people aren't. You're Overwatch? I'm Overwatch. Oh, 
I, I told you earlier how I'm sorry, this is off topic, but I told you earlier how I went to um the Comic Con in town, right? Yeah. yeah. They actually had the two of the voice actresses from Overwatch there. Neat. They That's had nice. uh Sombra and Widowmaker. I can't remember their names. I know Widowmaker's name is like Chloe something. Sure. I like that. Sombra's is Chelsea something, I think maybe. I don't remember, so... but they were there nonetheless. Bouncing, bouncing off of that, uh, Overwatch announced a new hero, um, and it's not what you expect. It was a uh, Hammond the Hamster. So this, this is about as you would think. It is a little hamster in a small ball uh, <laughs> attached to a mech suit, and um, just felt totally ridiculous. Like the, the announcement trailer... Just uh, I thought Dakota it was fake. and I talked about this. We both kind of thought it was fake. Like it I just felt weird. On Overwatch's official Twitter, liter I literally thought it was fake. And right. so until I start, <laughs> so, so I start scrolling through the retweets, through the comments to see, okay, let me let me get some info on this. And um, people are like, are this is this for real? And then some, you know, people either asking, or some people were like, this is legit. And then I went and saw articles, and I was like, oh. This is not real. This can't be real. This seems so lame and cheesy. It's weird because it's the same How game that has. It, well, well it, it's it's the same not game that lame. has a gorilla scientist, right? Like, it's the same game that has, uh, you know, a wide array of absurd characters. But I, I'm not sure what it was about this specific one, but it just felt so off key for what the rest of the game has set up. And especially, uh, it's the way they, like, presented him, too. Because I didn't see none of, like, the... They had a lore video, on, but I didn't see that until after I saw... It was, like, a, maybe a play-of-the-game kind of, like, cutscene. Where it's just a small, like, metal mechanic ball just drops in, and it looks cool. Then all of a sudden, a, a hamster pops out. And, like, starts <laughs> laughing maniacally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> I recommend like, everybody go check it out if you haven't seen it because it, uh, it is that, one of that was my that... first thing seeing it. I'm like, what the? F what <laughs> I've is only this? Seen memes. I have only seen memes of this character. Yeah, now there's tons and tons of memes everywhere about this stupid little cheeky hamster. And although he is quite dang cute, <laughs> he's also villainous. It's a it's an antagonist. He is one fluffy boy. He's an antagonist. Yeah. Oh boy, that's awesome. Is he? I'm. Mm, I don't know. I, think I feel so. like I, think I, I I watched his lore video, um, and he's actually from the same space colony that Winston, our right. scientist gorilla, everybody was on. Is, everybody assumed it was a different gorilla when they because they there was <laughs> multiple allusions to Hammond, so everyone was like, "Oh, it's a different gorilla." Uh, nope, it's, it's a hamster. It's a hamster. So. And he's like, "Man, Hammond the hamster's crazy. He's so smart, but he doesn't talk." And then he snuck to Earth, landed near Junkertown, and he. Literally just fights and like they have like I guess this brawl and that's why he when they introduced him they called him the champion because he's the champion of like the, this you know art like kind of ancient Roman Colosseum esque fighting that they do oh holy hell my phone's Here. going off that's okay but uh he well I I lost it I lost <laughs> it <laughs> ringtones will do that to you um let's. Go ahead and move on to our discussion. Probably for the segment. better. Yeah, I don't want to talk anymore about him and the hamster. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and talk. Poor little guy. So, um, from 
from now, now that we're all done with our E3 coverage, uh, I, I wanted to introduce a, a new thing to the podcast, which would be a smaller discussion segment. Um, and then that is followed up on by a, a slightly larger one. So kind of breaking things into two different uh, discussion topics. And the first one, which we've been talking about a lot recently, um, and not to bring up E3 again, but uh, it was largely a result of Microsoft announcing that they were working on a new console. Um, and you may remember that uh, about a, like two months ago, we actually reported on Sony announcing that the PS5 was going to be released no sooner than 2020. Yeah. Uh, they may have even said longer than that. They may have said something like five years. I, I can't imagine that is I right. Xbox said five years. No, Xbox has, has said soon. Like, it's already being worked on. So Soon. Yes. Jeez. They said not 2019, but it's being worked on, and it's like in the. Oh, product. then it was probably Sony that said five years. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so I let's just go ahead and talk about that. Um, first things first. We know that Microsoft is working on something. I think this is the first official confirmation we've had that consoles are going to move on to the next, uh, to the next phase. And this isn't a surprise. Consoles, the PS4 has sold better than any console ever. Uh, the Switch is selling faster than every console ever. And the Xbox One, despite not selling as well as uh, Sony's PS4 and Nintendo Switch, um, is still doing really well, respectively. So we're looking at three very successful consoles in a very successful market and a large market share for each of the three. So the only alternative, and some people I think would probably say at this point, well, Ben, like if there weren't to be consoles, how would people play games? Uh, I think the first initial thing was that consoles would eventually die off and everybody would have their own gaming PCs of some kind. That's that's a total myth that is just never... Ew. It's it's not going to happen. Uh, people don't realize the intricacies of um, you know, how those computers are built. Uh, one of the reasons consoles are so popular is because they have a lot of the functionality of a gaming PC just condensed and they have the the os they're cheaper um and there's a million reasons why this isn't going to happen anytime soon yeah gaming pc is a you know pc gaming is its own entity it's something that i really like being a part of uh i know dakota likes being a part of it but like it's just it's, it's expensive it's expensive it's like it, and it's, it's, it's it's not just expensive but it also like if we're talking about like space in someone's house it's a lot more space like it's, it's a lot of space have, Hard to move around. One of the reasons yeah. the Switch is so popular is because we can take it with us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's heavy. Yeah. My 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 PC weighs like fifty plus pounds. It's heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. My graphics card is as large as my Switch. So just to put that in perspective, they're about the same size. And that's just one. Where component. it's like with a PS4 or an Xbox or a Switch, it's you know, one it takes up a lot lot less room in the house. You have just as many game options. Well, not just as many. I shouldn't say that. That's an exaggeration. You have a lot know. of game options on it, it. It's not as much, it's, but if you get you like get a lot, a lot, yeah. It's it's hard to. I don't know. There, even like even if it's not the Switch, you know, a PS4 is pretty light, and if you had to move it to, you know, maybe your living room to plug it in, or if you're moving it, or you wanted to take it with you somewhere to a friend's house or a relative's house or something, you could do it because it's light and movable, and you know, it's not crazy right. heavy. But also, it's like it's the hardware. You know, four hundred bucks for a PS4 Pro. Really impressive. You can't like, you can't get a good PC for four hundred. You can get no. 
a PC, a regular run-of-the-mill PC for 400 bucks. <laughs> it's not going to run God of War. <laughs> like but not one that runs God of War. It's not. So, yeah, that, I think that that's myth number one. Um, myth number two is that video games would die off because it, traditional video games would die off because uh, phone games, mobile games were becoming too popular. And uh, I think that's been dismissed kind of handedly. Um, one, because people have figured out that there's different markets for each. So my mom plays mobile games. My sister plays mobile games. Um, I don't. I really play, play mobile games. <laughs> I play a little bit, but not you really play enough to mobile substantiate games. an entire market. Uh, and so, but those two don't play console games. Uh, I play console games. Dakota plays console games. Marcos plays console games you know preston and blake at the ludo narrative podcast play uh console games and there's just an entirely different market for someone who wants to pay 60 dollars for this big visually enhanced experience versus somebody who wants to play uh you know animal crossing uh on their phone it's just there's there's two different there is some overlap but for the most part those are two different demographics uh so i think just in the way that it has moved, mobile gaming is still popular. It's just not still getting increasingly popular. And we're seeing that a lot of games... One, it's kind of hard to market yourself as a mobile game. Like, how many... Marcos, how many mobile games can you name off the top of your head? Like, right now, that are people are playing right now? Oh, yo, Candy Crush? Yep. Everyone's always playing uh, Candy Crush. Candy Crush is always, Yep. Okay. Um, Memoria Freeze. I don't know about that, uh, one, but sure. I it's a it. crunch roll one that I play. Okay. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Final yeah. Fantasy. Um, uh, they have operatic um, Dissidia, which is like a mobile Dissidia game, which is really okay. cool. Uh, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah, big one. Uh, what else do I? Have? Oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts Kai, Unchained yeah. Key. <laughs> is that that's not the the Verizon one we were talking about last week? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, those are all the games I have installed on my phone. That's sure. all I can say. No, and so I think that's a that's a, a good point. I could probably name a handful of extra ones like uh, the Harry Potter uh, mobile game. I oh, could. I keep forgetting about that one. There's um, Clash uh, Royale. Clash Royale. There's uh, Clash of Clans. There's Fortnite uh, for mobile. Sure, Fortnite for mobile. <laughs> Uh, which, let's be honest, Fortnite for mobile wouldn't be nearly as popular if it was just Fortnite for mobile. Like, that game had to get its start somewhere else. Um, because, let's be honest, if you've played Fortnite mobile, it does not live up to the expectation of hey, what you're hoping it, for. Now, my bad. local 12-year-olds I mean, love they, Fortnite mobile. They do as well as they can with it, and I don't blame anybody for enjoying it, but Minecraft as somebody mobile? who is addicted to the PC version... Uh, there's like a substantial difference in quality. So, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think the point being made is that there's only a handful of games that each of us would know off the top of our head. Games have a really hard time on the mobile market taking off and making a large profit. Um, not every game is Candy Crush. Not every game is Clash Royale. These games are, uh, you know, just they're the ones that somehow found the top of the market. So. Especially when you're looking for like indie developers, indie developers tend to have a lot more success on places like Steam or places like the Xbox One ID. Uh, or what is, does PlayStation Four have an indie initiative? 
I don't, I don't think, think they have one, no. They just have indie games. Yeah, so um, I think that's that's big myth number two. And now the third thing that's really coming on strongly lately that I'm not so sure is going to be a myth, you know, 10 to 15 years down the road, is that video games will be streamed uh, to any sort of device. And you'll pay, say, $60 to buy the ability to stream a game. And they'll stream, you know, Sony will have this incredibly impressive gaming pc that could play top of the line stuff and it will stream it to your phone in great high definition quality um that sounds good in theory but dakota what what is your internet speed right now you want me to go check no just like give or take <laughs> like if you've ever checked it um oh yeah let me see. go mine is like 30. so mine is mine usually ranges between 50 megabytes uh, per second in a hundred. Oh, we're talking about streaming. Sorry, I started thinking about mobile games. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I actually read something about this and why streaming video games is never gonna, or you know, it, it's gonna take a lot to make it work because the average household has pretty garbage internet. Mm -hmm. Your average household, it's it's real expensive just to have good enough internet, just the bare minimum. And to just, be able to stream a game, right? You and know, in some so, place, like it's keep going. Oh uh, well, just like I, your mic's breaking up a little bit, Dakota. Um, the, so it's because I'm checking that internet speed. That's what happens when I try doing too much at once. <laughs> um, so just for reference, streaming a game like Fortnite to your computer at with with no latency would probably require somewhere between 250 and 500 megabytes per second. Uh, but just playing it online only requires about three to four megabytes per second download speed. Um, so it's the difference between that is extremely substantial, especially in areas like mine, um, which only go up to 100 megabytes per second. There's very few areas in the United States that go up to a gigabyte speed, um, which would be 1,000 megabytes per second. So my I, I checked. Mm -hmm. My internet's fucked up i think i might need a new little wi-fi stick for my computer or something sure. but uh my download speed is 3.09 megabytes per second my upload speed on the other hand though is almost 11 megabytes per second <laughs> so you um, you could upload games for other people to stream but you couldn't stream <laughs> them yourself <laughs> yeah that's why something usually your upload speed isn't ever faster than your no, download speed it doesn't make no it. sense i think it just might be my wi-fi stick is like yes. two years old now Maybe I need a new Wi-Fi stick. Need to look and getting a new one. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so it's and, been and a problem for a minute. I mean, that's the other thing to consider is that Wi-Fi is just not nearly stable enough to ever do something like this. Like your game, every ten seconds, if you're on Wi-Fi, is going to have artifacting. Like you'll see little pixels all over the screen. Uh, when you press hey. B, it'll take a half a second for the character to do the thing that you press B for. Can you imagine, Marcos? You playing a oh. fighting game with that kind of latency? I was just gonna say, man, that would not it. It would not be a thing. No, it it, could it, not it cannot happen right now. It cannot. Like end. right now, even right now, when we play, like when I play on lines, when we get mm -hmm. to three frame, like three frames of delay, that shit is terrible. Right. Like that, that's the difference between oh. a, somebody, a, you know, winning a, a fighting match and Street Fighter versus not. That's. In Fortnite, uh, the difference between, you know, three milliseconds of me pressing the button is <laughs> it, yeah. it's immeasurable. So it's just one of those things where that, I, again, I don't want to call it a myth because, yes, eventually we'll have 
internet probably who knows that's just not a discussion we can have right now because that and that's like a whole freaking political like other political issue especially with the freaking like how well how much it costs just for reasonable internet it's insanely expensive sometimes yes because uh internet providers just have huge monopolies on one region so they can charge whatever the heck they want whatever the heck they want um and it's about to get worse uh, probably with the uh, yeah that's not even factoring in um you know things sure. <laughs> the things like the I, things. Can't, I can't remember the name net neutrality net neutrality yes that's what, what what i was referring to is it's only going to get worse that's um, even regardless that's not even thinking of that it's right. already pretty not great as is so with the free internet now it's not a free internet no more i think that this is going to be an option for people it already is like playstation now has streaming um it's bad i've done it on strong internet i've i i played shadow (laughs) of the colossus with it it was not good uh it's it's one of those things where if you're concerned that consoles are going away you probably don't have to be concerned for another 10 years and even at that point i would say that you're still going to have the ability, just like you have the ability to buy, buy a Blu-ray player now, but you can also you know, download an HD movie, there's still likely to be hardware even at that point. Um, there's a small chance that somebody like Microsoft or Sony will have bailed. Uh, there's even talk that EA is, that's kind of what their EA uh, Origins thing is moving toward, their EA Play. What is it? EA Access or EA Play? EA Access, you're thinking of Uplay for Ubisoft. U- yes, you're right. So Uplay it's e- sucks. So EA Access, that's like their Netflix subscription thing. It's very possible that EA could pull their games from consoles because they don't want to share that money and say like, hey, you have to go stream our games. Again, can I imagine a world playing Madden where I'm, you know, I, I, I want to pass it to... I don't know, Rob Gronkowski, and <laughs> like by the time I throw it to him, he's out of bounds. Like, no, thank you. That's not something that I want, EA. So uh, it's a long ways before we get there. Now, the fun stuff, the good stuff, the fact that we all like consoles, we like buying consoles, to, we want them to make it To be fair, I have perfectly good quality streams with my internet, Wi-Fi. Why? Streaming is totally different. Go watch, go watch your streams, Dakota, and say, would you want to play it at that quality? And that doesn't even, that's not even like the latency involved in pressing the My button. streams are perfectly good quality. They are good to watch. I would argue that playing, <laughs> no, listen, I, I stream too. I would not want to play on my quality of stream. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. I just, yeah. that's not my how My streams about. are perfectly good quality. So I would just like to call you out on your trash talk. <laughs> just go back and watch. But regardless, <laughs> So consoles, um, we talked a little bit about what the hardware might look like. I, so I wanted to ask you guys a couple of yes or no questions. Um, and you can respond if it's like in a sentence or two, but I, I mostly want to stick to yes or no. So uh, between Sony and Microsoft, will we see some kind of switch replicate uh, between those two? It doesn't have to be their only console, but will we see somebody attempt some form of mobile console that can be docked? Marcos. No. No. Okay, Dakota. Mobile console that can be docked. Yes. Similar to no. the Switch. No? I'll say mo- like a mobile console, but maybe not one that can be docked. 
Okay, so more like the Vita. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my next question is, will controllers look the same way that they do now? Dakota. God, I hope. You hope so. Okay. Marcus? <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so I just want to interject really quickly. Have either of you seen the adaptability controller uh, from Microsoft yet? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the one for, for uh, disabled gamers. I, I yeah. think that that's the way controllers are headed. I think we could see controllers that look more like that in the future. I don't think so. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think there'll be that option. I think yeah. they'll stick to your regular controller, but then have the option of a controller for the disabled. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, next question. Uh, Microsoft, at the beginning of this generation, announced that you would only be able to purchase games digitally. Do you guys remember that? No. Yeah, yeah you don't remember that? <laughs> that was a big thing. You know, um, I might have, I might not have just been listening. Also, it's been a while. It has very been a little while. Yeah, uh, that was a thing. You would, they even had the idea that you could sell your used digital games. It was weird. What? There was, a, yeah, there was a whole I thing. Like I don't remember that. I yeah. don't like it. It was a thing. Okay, so what I'm asking is, will physical copies of games still be published on a regular basis by both EA, or sorry, excuse me, uh, by both Sony? Nintendo and Microsoft in the next generation. All three, or will one of them cut out physical altogether? Yeah, I think one's going to cut it out. Wow. Okay, just any I want to hear who you think it might be. Nintendo. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Dakota? Um I don't want them to get rid of phys- I think it'll be kept around not hugely mm-hmm. um but i'm sure that, like there'll be a whole lot like you know gamestop's gonna go under uh gamestop is about I'm... to go under i don't know if you guys saw they're trying to sell out <laughs> well, I, oh. I, I didn't feel like that was worthy of news but it's that I, that's no, a pretty big deal though than hammond Wow, I didn't know that. Honestly, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I would have rather talked about that than being debated. Blame that one on our news editor, Ben Ben Volmer. God damn him! I hate him. (laughs) Okay, who does he think he is? Anyway, (laughs) I know realistically, what uh, digital game like they probably will stop making a lot of um, you know, physical copies of games, and digital is gonna kind of start sneaking in or slipping in how do you say that but you know it's yeah, going to become sure. more popular okay um which i don't like the idea of because i like having a physical game and also i don't know i just don't like having a ton of things downloaded onto my console so then it gives me anxiety it's like what if i get a new console and now all of these games are here what if i never get them on my other one which is stupid right so i'm sure i i still can it's gonna it'll be fine it's on my account but it's i don't like know me and if, account to you just never yeah, it's just a paranoia thing. No, I I buy it. Okay, here's here's a little more of a a light-hearted question. Uh, will Sony have backwards compatibility with the PS4? No. I'm also saying no. Mm, I think yes. I think they will. I think I think they have. The way to. that they've done it with PS2 and PS1s and PS3, like they put it on their PlayStation store for digital download. They don't have any backwards compatibility, not since the PS, not since the fat ass PS3. 
you remember the last time yeah. we made a bet about this marcos yeah yeah it didn't end well I won. for me yeah it did not end well Five for me. i think this is uh i think this is what's gonna happen yeah it's not gonna be i agree ever. though they're just gonna put those games on the ps store and have it available for download for the ps5 okay um, like bloodborne Good. sure so, Another example of how physical copies are going obsolete because of backwards compatibility not being what? a thing no more. Does that make sense? Yeah. I no, mean, I, Xbox I think it makes sense. does pretty well with it. Xbox does super well with it. I would love to see Xbox, whatever they're doing with this console generation outside of actually making good games, I want everything <laughs> to be like Microsoft, <laughs> what they've yeah, done they this keep- generation. They keep updating their uh, list with backwards compatibility. Oh, I love it. I love playing stuff on backwards compatibility. It's so great. I I wish I could put my Final Fantasy X disc on my PS4, but alas, I had to plug in my PS3. It's weird because I feel like with all of this, I've become a little bit of a Microsoft fan. Um, You've always been a Microsoft fan. I was when when I first started. And then, I mean, I went, keep in mind, I went through like six or seven Xbox 360s uh, because of Red oh, Ring of boy. Death. And then yeah. I went through this whole thing where they just did not know what customers want. I mean, they were talking more about Netflix on the Xbox One than they were about Halo and Gears of War. Uh, that I, I went through that. I was no longer, I mean, trust me, this generation I've bought, I've poured about three times as much money into Sony's stuff and probably more than that in Nintendo. So I... I root for them, but from a distance. I think this is slowly changing. Though. I think they're coming around. Like if E3 was a sign of anything, Microsoft knows what's up. They they think I think they're gonna be fine. They seem to have a a, a you know an idea of what people want about what gamers want, which is the way I felt about Sony at the beginning of this generation. Yeah, and then Sony. Then well, Sony, we're gonna yeah. get to that. <laughs> we're gonna get to yeah. Sony in a second. <laughs> Um, so just a, a few more questions. Uh, Dakota, will Elder Scrolls Six launch with the next generation of consoles? Yes. Marcos? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think that's possible. Like, what, a couple years? Like, five years at least? I think that's right. Okay. Uh, well, I don't actually... Hmm. It's Either Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield. I think Starfield will. I think. Yeah, that's why I, I, I kind of did a double back and I said, well, they've been working on Starfield longer. Sure. I think both? Starfield might release first. Not well, both? not it might. It will. The dual dual uh, Bethesda release. They oh compete my God. with their themselves. That would be nuts. I would buy both. Package it together for three hundred dollars. I buy both. <laughs> and then Fallout Five will happen. <laughs> that will be the del- Fallout seventy-seven. You mean? <laughs> No, seventy seven is like that. Isn't that an established vault that has a specific? Seventy six is yes. Fallout seventy six is an established vault. Yeah. No, no, seventy six. Like the, the, I, I remember seeing people being angry with Bethesda saying that like there are a number of vaults that have already been numbered and that there are specific um lore tied to each vault. And I think seventy seven yeah. is the one where it's one dude in the vaults surrounded by a bunch of dolls. Oh, interesting. Like, I think game, that's the one. That's a game that I'm almost scared to play. <laughs> yeah. Fallout, I think that's gonna, Fallout 5 is going to be the Fallout game? It's going to be a horror game. Yeah. Okay. Yo, patent that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Just what right, people I'll... want the Fallout series to change its genre again. Just... They're going to go back to Epilogue Podcast 25 and hear this little sentence, and they're going to think, damn, Marcos was right. 
as as he usually is. You listening, Toddy? Get on it, homie. Um. So, all right, just a, a couple more in. questions about the next generation of of consoles. Uh. So the next the next question I'd have, um, of the of the three, we would say that Sony has won this generation, right? Like, there there's very little doubt. Um, Nintendo is making a nice play with the Switch, but it's just you know, if we're including the Wii U as part of this whole thing. Uh, yeah, there's, Nintendo's there's no kind of hard to factor Nintendo in. Generations are weird. Yeah, yeah they, weird. I usually count both. Like, just count the span of lifespan of both. Well, there was also the 3DS, though. Like, would you count that? Even if, you, even if you do, I mean, Sony is still selling, like, the, oh, the hardware yeah. they're selling, yeah, is just out, out the wazoo. So, I, I I hate to ask this question because I don't think it's ever as simple as this. But who who wins the next generation, Dakota? Oh, in the United States, I I usually don't like it's it's oh. hard to compare Microsoft when you're talking about like the Japanese market. Yeah, because Sony's a Japanese console. Why would mm-hmm. they? And so is Nintendo. Yep. Yeah, Microsoft doesn't stand a chance anyway. Um, God, it. You know, I want to say Microsoft, but only because Sony even said, like, they don't have any plans on making a new console anytime soon. So I can't even imagine them winning the quote-unquote next console generation if Microsoft just drops theirs first, you know? Well, one thing I think Uh, is really interesting, and Dakota, that is such a good point, uh, because I I went back and looked. So if you establish um, who released what console first... Between the PlayStation 1 and 64, uh, PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, uh, then the PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii. So every time somebody won with quotes around one, that generation in the United States, it was whichever console came out first. Um, the 360 came out before the PS3, the PS4 came out before the Xbox One, and obviously the Switch. So... Do you think that it might? It sounds like Microsoft's going to be the first console to to uh, have something released. Do you think that has any sort of actual uh, relationship, Marcos? Do you think it matters who releases first, or do you think that's just like anecdotal? I don't think it matters. I think what matters is what is our next discussion topic and why Sony will not be much, will not be as big as they are now. Okay. In terms of who wins okay i think it also doesn't matter but not for not not because uh i think it doesn't matter for previous generations um because they all had pretty i mean take take nintendo out of the equation because they're just effed up but uh (laughs) like between sony and microsoft (laughs) uh like the consoles come out like fairly close to each other you know like generally the same month-ish yeah you'd say but with the the next gen since Sony has announced that they have no plans in the near foreseeable future to make a new console. Mm-hmm. But obviously Xbox is ready to throw out their new console like in 2020-ish. ish. I think that that will make a difference. Because obviously Sony's like, Sony can't make a new console in two years uh, if they didn't have any ideas. On one. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can't, no you can't start from scratch in, in two years. So they're going to be... You know, this is probably going to be the first time we don't have a Microsoft and a Sony console, like, releasing at the same time. Mm. So Microsoft is going to definitely have that advantage where, you know, even at, at a minimum, if Sony somehow 
figures out how to pull something out of their ass or was just lying. Um, I think that's and probably they get, the latter. Yeah. It they, might be, yes. Yeah. And if they release something, you know, even a few months after Xbox's next console, I think that, you know, that might kind of, that might change things. Okay. So final question then. I love both of those answers. Just to clarify, Dakota, will the Xbox, ne the next box, if you will, uh, and the, the whatever Sony releases next, the PlayStation 5, will they release in the same year? Hmm. I want to say no, but I'm sure Sony will figure something out, so they will. Okay. Marcos? No. I don't see it happening. Uh -huh. I can't wait to look back. We're we're gonna be on episode like 150, and <laughs> we'll be having this conversation. Episode 150. Dakota's dead. Marcos. <laughs> no, Marcos is like living this. in Canada. We're not, and we're... Ben Ben's off in Fiji. If Marcos is living in Canada by podcast 150, then I might as well be living in Fiji. That's, <laughs> we have about the same likelihood of those two things happening. Wow. <laughs> Um, okay. Why would, to, why would I go to the exact opposite? Of the you never know. <laughs> why am I dead? Yeah, good question. That's I like how out of all three of those things, we, <laughs> we're like Dakota being dead is the most likely. <laughs> okay, we need to take a break real quick because it's we're past the hour mark and we haven't even gotten to our final discussion. Segment. We don't even have to talk about Sony. We, no, we do. This is something we, we don't, have. We don't this, have it's a bigger, to. I think we it's a little ha bit bigger. The people have to know. The people have to yeah. know. So yeah. we'll come back. Yeah. We'll have a brief, maybe it won't be quite as long, a discussion on, on uh, something Sony related. You've probably already guessed it. And then uh, we'll be doing our, our trivia show, which um, we had some people send in excellent questions. So I'm ready uh, to lose. We'll be back in just a second. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon members. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do for as little as $1 a month and receive special rewards, like listening to the Epilogue Podcast a day early. A special shout out to our Platinum and Midnight Tier members, including Matt Buchanan, Sphinx the Dragon Slayer, Disney Lover for Life, Melody James, Okay, you guys need to take any breaks? Uh, I'm looking it, at mobile games. I think... For the most part, this is this is it. We just have the Sony segment and then two quick questions. So we've, we're probably looking at like another 20, 30 minutes. Oh, I do want to clarify. Let's Sony PS5 when? I don't know. Uh, okay. Wow, I hate that stupid thing like i look up this article and there's all these things like ps5 release date leaked and it's like no it's not no, shut it's, up it has not been <laughs> yeah. um okay okay so kotaku reports that the ps5 may not revive or uh may not arrive until 2020 at the earliest Interesting. Okay, so I had the earliest 2020. Uh, I bet they, I bet they wiggle their way into 2020. If yeah, that's what I'm sure they probably figure something out. Because if they don't, I mean, they 
I think that will make a really big difference. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to jump back in? Nope. Yo, Popeye's chicken is streaming. What? What? What kind of chicken? Popeye's chicken. Oh, yeah, Louisiana. but is it mild or spicy? It's yeah, it's Louisiana's it? finest. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> is it tenders or thighs? What game are they streaming? I don't know. I just like I, I was passing through Twitter and it said that they were live. That is very like the official Popeye's Twitter. That's what it said. It said Popeye's chicken. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna count us down here. Yeah. Three, two. Is streaming one. that good chicken? So we might as well just tell people what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, Marcos Marcos says that the Popeyes Chicken tweeted out the Popeyes Chicken Twitter account tweeted that they were going live on Twitch TV. Uh, yeah, so now they we're trying had to, a link to the little Twitch thingy. Trying right? to figure out what um, what game they might be streaming. At what kind of like. If you're if you're Popeyes, what what game do you stream, Dakota? If you're the marketing person for Popeyes, what game you streaming? Uh, one of Peta's um, don't eat meat games. Wow. Okay, Marcos. Wow. Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> I'm streaming that sweet Fortnite. I'm pulling. I'm pulling in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling in the crowd. No, we should have said PUBG for the chicken dinner. Wow. Uh, Nobody oh. said it. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> uh, missed opportunity. Um, so we are we we did want to talk about something. I think this is important to talk about. Uh, Sony just recently, um, which we mentioned a couple weeks ago on the podcast, blocked players from using their Epic accounts on the Nintendo Switch and Xbox One um, in Fortnite. So just to cover a little ground here, what happened was. Uh, players were looking to use their account, which has their skins, their their leveling, all of that good stuff, their stats on the Nintendo Switch and figured out that they were locked out from their accounts because Sony was actively blocking it. So if you ever played on the PS4, you could no longer use that account on the Xbox One or Nintendo Switch. Now, there's been a lot of backlash towards Sony over the last few weeks, including, um, you know, objections from from fans from playstation owners and just recently todd howard of bethesda said something along the lines now i'm just paraphrasing because this was a german an interview from a a, a german uh, <laughs> news website uh todd howard allegedly said that sony was um not cooperating they would not be doing crossplay. Because Sony was not cooperating for Fallout 76. So, this has created a little bit of a predicament amongst gamers. Because everybody wants to play together. Consoles are expensive. Video games are expensive. You never want to buy the same thing twice. It just doesn't make logistical sense or economic sense. Um, Marcos, for someone like you who has a Nintendo Switch, you have a PlayStation, you have an Xbox in your home. Um, is this, is this a big deal for you? Is this something that, that makes you upset or is it just something you think is going to pass, uh, over the course of the next couple of months? I think Sony's really obstinate and I don't like it. It's annoying. I would like to be able to log into the same thing on all three consoles if I own them. Um, 
Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think it's going to pass either. I don't either. Yeah, I and I think you actually mentioned this right before we cut to break that this could really influence the next yeah console for sure. generation. Um, They're getting enough flack for this, and it's not even just Fortnite. So many other games. No, it's yeah. I mean, it's not just Fortnite at all. I, in fact, since we recorded our last podcast, Nintendo of all people threw shade yeah. by releasing a trailer, uh, basically just titled "Play Together." And Yo, Reggie is savage, man. Savage, absolutely. He so he <laughs> they, they released a commercial of people playing uh, Minecraft on the Nintendo Switch. And you're like, oh, great, this is prepping for the Minecraft release on Nintendo Switch. When in all actuality, later in the commercial, you see people playing using an Xbox controller. And it seems much more geared to remind people, hey, uh, Microsoft and Sony have this cozy relationship. And that's not something that has ever really existed since the three have, um, you know, all kind of coexisted between Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. We've never seen two of them sort of take a stance against the bigger one now i wouldn't think this is that big of a deal if sony wasn't turning into an absolute monolith uh they (laughs) for people who don't follow sales data sony is actually destroying uh just last i think it was last week um when the mpds released uh sony which released its console when did the ps4 release was that 2012 2013 it was like 2013, 2014. Um, so like four or five years ago, uh, compared to the Switch, and we all know how well the Switch is selling. Um, it, the PS4 is still the best-selling console. It's still the best-selling console on the market, yeah. which is just insane. In terms of market share, it's almost 10 to 1, which is just absurd um, when you consider how many gamers there are. Like, this is a... This is, Sony dominating this generation, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. The Switch will eventually catch up, and it won't be nearly as bad, but it's still, at this point, Sony is actively recruiting people who have never bought a console before to buy their console. That's really impressive. It also sucks that the first experience these people are having is an environment where you should be able to play together, and you can play together on other consoles. You can't on Sony's. So... Dakota, is this something you see going away uh, within the next couple of months, or do you see it persisting? Yeah, once they start seeing that, it bites them in the booty. So, uh, Marcos, I really, Marcos really likes this word. Um, I see it festering a little bit for, for <laughs> Sony. <laughs> I'm a fan of the word fester. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Fester, Chelsea Adams' family. <laughs> um, I, I see this being a problem for Sony. And I also don't see them doing anything about it. I really don't. And the reason is, is because they probably do not have to. Um, it may they don't care. Yeah, they, 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 well, they don't. I mean, as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, they haven't said anything about it. There seems to be no real answer as to why they're doing this. All of their little statements are so dismissive. Oh, yeah. It's so it, shitty. It is. Um, And so the general idea that they've put out is that they don't want somebody buying something on the PlayStation 4 and then being able to use it on a different console. Or they don't want, moreover, they don't want somebody buying something on the Nintendo Switch and then being able to use it on the PlayStation 4. Um, 
to them, they're making the comparison that it would be like buying a game and giving that money to Nintendo and then being able to play that game on your Sony console uh, where they don't see any benefit from it, which there's some real mental gymnastics at work there because that's not really how it works. But you can almost stretch it to the point where it's like, okay, you sort of understand where they're coming from. Except uh, that what this is doing is it's actively blocking things that people have already purchased. And it's just getting worse and worse as the microtransaction, the cosmetic phase of video games has really taken into place. Um, Fortnite is a living universe. Fallout 76 is a living universe. Battlefield, which people were streaming today, is going to have its own emotes its own costumes. Um, and these are things you will not be able to carry over from uh, one account on your PlayStation 4 to your Nintendo Switch or Xbox One. So, I do want to ask, Dakota, do you think there's enough pressure from people uh, that Sony will change their mind at this point? I mean, there's a lot of pressure just from the whole Fortnite thing, you know alone and obviously that didn't really get them to budge on fallout 76 um i think they will eventually change their mind but only after they receive so much bad you know bad rep for it well let's talk about it they don't seem interested in budging right now what was the like if we're being honest what was the game what game has ever been as popular as fortnite is right now ever nothing minecraft maybe Minecraft, Minecraft would cool. be the closest thing. Probably. Uh, so if it's not Fortnite, what is? Like, what is that game that pushes Sony off of its edge? I just don't see it. I just don't, I don't see it happening. Um, and this is really frustrating. So one of the things that I did want to talk about is what can gamers do to, to change this without us asking people to not buy sony stuff which is obviously absurd we you know marcos plays more stuff on the playstation 4 than he does on either console combined probably it's true. um i've been in sony head for a while yeah and i think dakota yeah, it would, pretty- um you know dakota plays a lot of stuff on on playstation i play a lot of stuff on playstation like this is this is just something that is not really it's not possible to be a, a gamer in the modern sphere and be like i'm just going to say screw sony and not buy their stuff that's just that would be like saying you're not going to watch any disney movies um like if you're a, a cinephile there's no way you can just be like oh i'm not i'm totally gonna dis you know disregard disney um or anything that comes from disney it would be even worse than that so i think that that moving forward one of the only things that that gamers can do is they can start purchasing these things on non-sony consoles um, so if you're playing Fortnite, don't buy your skins with the account you're using for your PlayStation. Even if that's the one you're playing the most on, uh, I just I think my my suggestion there is to just go buy it on the Switch, go buy it on PC, use it on the ones that will allow you to have that in in your ecosystem outside of that one console. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, Marcos, how do you how do you go about fighting this kind of thing? As a consumer, as a consumer, you'd have to, yeah. yeah, you'd have to basically just stop supporting the console. Which is if like you can we, get it anywhere else, get it there. Right, I, and I think that's the one thing that I I, I would suggest, not necessarily yeah. disregarding the console as a whole. Just 
if you can, if you have an Xbox One and you have Fallout 76, or you want Fallout 76, maybe think about getting it on something, uh, yeah. you know, not PlayStation 4. Or even, even though Marcos and I have had this conversation where we both want to play that game and we want to play it together, but Marcos mostly plays on PlayStation 4. I mostly play it might have to games be on, like, on Steam. Yeah, it might so. have to be that I buy it on the, the Xbox One and like just call sense and say, hey, I want to go be a deep dipshit on Fallout. Get <laughs> right. Off. Yeah. Um, so it's, I, I think it's just one of those instances where we're getting to the point that if, if consumers don't put their foot down, because Fortnite wasn't big enough to change things. I, I, so the, the next biggest thing is just money. Um, so I don't know. I think that's, if you're a gamer, that's probably the next step because this is, this is totally anti-consumer. This is not something that we want to see moving forward. Trust me. I've seen this railroad. Uh, we, we don't want to see the end of it, um, because it's only going to get worse. And it's just, you know, like the many podcasts we've had before with game preservation and things like that, there are things you can do. Um, and there are things, there are, there are ways of going about this whole fiasco, uh, that involve changing things for the better, um, in terms of how we play our games. So to end on a brighter note, I have a couple of questions, uh, or more of very little games. Um, the first of which, uh, I, I developed myself and this, this game is called, why can't we be friends? Oh boy. Um, and um, you guys can go in either order, but I am going to ask you which of the following games have cross-play support across platforms. So not Sony on Sony consoles or Microsoft on Microsoft or Nintendo on Nintendo or steam with whatever. So across platform, uh, what, which of these games can you, um, can you play with your friends on? Okay. So do you guys understand? Yeah. Dakota? I guess. You, you guess. Okay. So again, it can be in any order. You can say yes as soon as you know. Um, one point per, and whoever whoever has more total will um, will take an entire point home. And Marcos is still up too. Killer Instinct. Uh, can you be friends on Killer Instinct? Yes, I think is how it works. Okay. Are we, like, are we considering like Xbox to Steam a thing? Does yeah. that count? Yeah, that's totally a thing. Across platform. Yeah. I want to say yeah. Yeah. So you can you can play Killer Instinct with people on Xbox uh if you're on Steam and vice versa. Uh here's a little bit of a tricky one. Chess Ultra. Chess Ultra. Chess Ultra. Sure. <laughs> okay, Dakota. <laughs> mm. I'll say no. So you can actually play Chess Ultra on Steam, Xbox, or Switch, and you can play all three together. Wow, uh, this is a... All do you wanna, who wants to play chess? I, I like to play chess. Okay, well, I you're know, a nerd. Alright, like here, here's another toughie. Next question. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare? Hmm? Uh, no. Yeah, Call and I'm of Duty Modern no. Warfare. Hey, you cannot play Call of Duty Modern Warfare crossplay. Um, so Rose. what about <laughs> what about Rocket League? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can play Rocket League on Switch, Xbox, or Steam. Or 
This is another thing that I found very weird. You can play it on PS4 and Steam as long as the Switch or Xbox is not involved. Yeah. Oh my lord. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I noticed that with a lot of games. So there's something about about that. Okay, so what about FIFA World Cup 2012? Yes. yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a little bit of a trick question that I put in there. Uh FIFA World Cup, what is happening right now, right? The the World Cup is happening in 2018. How many yes. years does the FIFA World Cup happen? Every, like, oh, yes. four-ish. Every, every four. <laughs> so FIFA World Cup is happening in 2010. I was literally just thinking, in before one of these questions is, that, that's, a, that's a console exclusive game, you dipshit. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> What about Paladins? No. What the hell is Paladins? Like the Overwatch? Like, the, no. it has turned is, itself that, into like Realm Royale. It's, it's the is same that even thing. anything? Is that any, on anything besides Steam? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, well fuck. I on already said no. I don't think oh. so. It was like Overwatch. Is Overwatch cross? I don't know. No. <laughs> Paladins is crossplay on the what? Nintendo Switch and Xbox, but not PC. What? <laughs> yeah. wow, a... You can play with each other on There's Switch enough Xbox. people that play Paladins I 1 for it so. to even be on a I console. Guess so. Maybe they Two. need both consoles to <laughs> make a party. Need both <laughs> um, so they've actually spun off into Realm Royale, which has become pretty popular. I'm assuming... Which one's Realm Royale? That's like the... Oh, that's the chicken one, right? It's the chicken one. Yeah, it's the, it's <laughs> the um, Battle Royale chicken game. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Weird, but it's got sort of a cult following from what I've that's seen. That's weird. I've, I've seen... seen um, like clips on Twitter. Yeah, that's a cute I've seen our game. good boy Skia play Paladins, and it was pretty much just an Overwatch clone. Yeah, one of our when old I, when I watch When I watched him play... Uh, okay, so Marcos asked it. What about Overwatch? No. No. You cannot crossplay Overwatch on any console. Weirdly enough, no consoles. Huh. Um. Okay, we've got one left, and you guys are tied. So. <laughs> When's Overwatch for the Switch coming out? Uh, that's a Thursday. Good question. I don't. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> This is a news podcast. You can't get people excited like that, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's somebody who listens to our podcast who has been desperately waiting to play Overwatch <laughs> on their Switch? Think then they can email that. me and uh, I'll apologize. I'll make okay. a formal apology okay. on my Twitter. Fair enough. Uh, here, here's one. Final Fantasy 15. No. Okay. Wait. <laughs> what? You're talking about Final Fantasy. You're talking about uh, oh whatever. So, uh, I'm trying to think about what it's out on. Everything, except for Switch. Oh no, Switch has one. <laughs> they have the pocket multiplayer. Edition, what are you do doing, multiplayer Final Fantasy? That's it's called slap. Comrades. That's such a slap in the face. So I do want to establish that I'm talking about Comrades, Final Fantasy. The expansion. Really good. If yeah. and you haven't tried it out, it's a really good expansion. I'll say yeah. Still gets updates. You can actually crossplay on PC and wow. Xbox. Yeah, weirdly. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's um, really cool. Should I wish I could crossplay? Yeah. I don't go be able to play it on PC. But alas, I pre-ordered it on PS4. 
<laughs> um, so I thought that was really interesting. So Dakota takes a point. She's now one down, which this is the first real momentum Dakota has had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus, I was, wow. I, no, I, Way just, to make me sound. I'm just saying it feels like you're always behind Marcos by two points, right? It, it's because I guess like I'm a just a stupid woman. We always Jeez. have to go there, don't we? <laughs> you always take it there. We already got to our explicit rating Jesus. on iTunes, so. Oh, really? Swear. We made it. <laughs> I did see Dakota catch an F-bomb earlier, but then she accidentally let one go. It's okay. God damn it. I don't know. <laughs> <God damn> <laughs> <laughs> well, if we didn't then, we do now. Um, they just come out. I don't even remember. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I doubt anybody I'm is like, to be PG gonna... so we can get that sweet monetization on YouTube. <laughs> right. We should start <laughs> uploading these on YouTube. I don't know why. We... Okay. So here is a question um, that we got from our I swear. Patreon subscriber, Melanie. Um, I thought this was really good. It was uh, a result of Mario Tennis Aces coming out, I'm sure. And Marcos will be tasked with answering this one first because he is still oh up one point. <laughs> Which of the following characters was not on the original roster of characters from Mario Tennis 64? Was oh. it A, Baby Mario? Was it B, Donkey Kong Jr.? Was it C, Paratroopa? Was it D, Birdo? Or was it E, Lakitu? For Tennis? Mario Tennis. Wow, these are all so such <laughs> terrible characters. <laughs> I will say Donkey Kong Jr. Okay. Dakota. I'm saying Baby Mario. So the answer here is Lakitu. God damn it. (laughs) And so I just want, the weirdest thing for me was I, so this is a great question because I initially, I've I've talked about how when I was a kid, Mario Tennis, my family had an N64 and I really liked sports games and I convinced my mom to take me to get Mario Tennis in a storm. And we actually got in a car crash uh, on our way to get Mario Tennis. And my mom being my mom, we even though it was a bad car crash and we had a huge dent in the side of her car, she continued to Walmart after the crash to get me the game. We didn't even go back home. Yeah. So, and I even had a hard time remind, remembering this. And so my first instinct is that I see Donkey Kong Jr. And I'm like, who... Because who 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 do we think of as being the small Donkey Kong? Diddy. Diddy, right? Like Diddy Kong. That I I would have never known who's, that who's Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Jr. existed. But please look it up because it is an atrocious looking character. <laughs> it's horrible. Is you it need like to look Donkey it up. Kong from like Country Three? I don't know. I I just I I guess I don't know the series well enough. Oh, that's another game I played since last week was Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which is really good, by the way. Anyway, yeah. um, so Baby Mario was in. This literally looks just like a generic monkey. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's one of the worst looking characters I've ever seen in a game. And it's like <laughs> in some of them, it just looks like a like a. Diddy Kong, maybe like before he was Diddy Kong. Yeah, it's before they finished making him, but it's like he just looks like a stupid baby gorilla. It's horrible. Uh, so Paratroopa, I don't. I mean, I always think of him as Koopa. Like if you look up the two, they look really similar. Is is they're, they're exactly just... the same? They're exactly the same, except a Paratroopa has wings. Oh, okay. All right, it's like a sense. Paragoomba. 
Paragoomba oh, literally me. just has wings. It's weird that it's Larry awesome. Troopa, not Paracoopa. You found Donkey Kong Jr.? Yes. I found Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. It's Koopa Trooper. Yeah, Koopa it, makes, it makes sense. So they just take out the first word? Right. Koopa Troopa, Paratrooper? Um, Paratrooper? And then Birdo, obviously. I mean, Birdo is been in and out. Koopa, right? What even is Birdo? Like, why... I think why Birdo is... is supposed to be like the gender opposite of Yoshi, but I don't. Yeah, know. well, yeah, well, I know that, but like, why well, does Yoshi Birdo is a munchosaur, and Birdo but is uh, something what... else entirely? Where is Birdo from? Why is Birdo even relevant? Yoshi it's like we all love Waluigi, but what even is what? W two F is Birdo. Do you remember the dragons or the dinosaurs you fight in Super Mario Brothers? Yes. Like there are dinosaurs and there's like there's like some prehistoric shit. Birdo was an enemy. Enemy. It was an enemy in Super Mario Bros. In In the original Mario's. You know, it came out in two. That was Birdo's first thing in a weird ass uh, port of Doki Doki Panic that got reskinned into a Mario game because the the actual Mario Brothers two was too hard for American. Right. Yeah. Huh. I remember Birdo being an enemy. So uh, like eventually... a part of a different universe. Weird. What the hell? I don't like Birdo. I don't trust Birdo. Yeah, Birdo is a little freaky. To me. It's like we all love Waluigi, although he is underutilized. Dakota, and... I'm going to start thinking at this point that uh, we're going to be accused of Waluigi propaganda on our, <laughs> <laughs> our podcast. Um, I love Waluigi. I don't trust of... Birdo. Sorry, Marcos. <laughs> Waluigi was created just so that Wario could have a partner. That's it. Like there was nobody wanted Nintendo didn't want to have to make a Waluigi. They just saw the <laughs> they saw the necessity out of Mario Tennis. <laughs> so they can have a double smash. So w- technically Waluigi is just like he's like a mirror of a mirror. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um why don't well, they you know what? I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> I realized yeah, that I shouldn't have and, kept going. Uh, tell people where they they can find us. And first of all, I do want to um, just say thank you to those who sent in questions. We had a few questions. I just felt like this one paired really well because of our the uh, the Mario Tennis Aces. I also I think one thing that I'd really like to do is for like one dollar patrons and above is allow them to create their own games that they can send to us because I always have the games that I make. It might be fun if somebody else wanted to throw one to us rather than just a normal question, you know. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it might be a little fun. But uh, first and foremost, I, I do want to say uh, you can find us on patreon.com slash epilogue gaming. Um, there's no good way to say it. We desperately need $1 supporters. Um, we have a like a substantial backing it's just a matter of getting the our our audience larger on on patreon um so one dollar is just as important to us at this point um as any amount and if uh you know if you think you can you know do it for a month or two test it out see if you like it um but we really do appreciate everybody who's just listening and following our podcast we said this uh what was it I guess I said it on my stream yesterday, but it was really cool seeing that all of our podcasts, uh, even our After Dark one, which is a smaller cultyish <laughs> thing—I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, um, we are 
misguided youths. <laughs> I I always call you guys the world's uh, most ill-informed pop uh, pop culture. It actually is correct. We yeah. are the most ill-informed podcast that talks about the most shit. Yes. So, um, we every every single podcast episode we produced last month in in June had over a hundred listens, um, with a couple over two hundred. Which is really great. Um, if you guys cool. haven't listened to the Ludo Narrative podcast, uh, I really recommend trying that out. Go look to see if they've talked about any games that you really love, because that's wait till just wait till we get Spy Spoiler Cast out there. <laughs> yeah, we, maybe we'll. We're actually we do have another podcast in the works um, called Epilogue Spy- Musings and uh, those Spy were, Spoiler uh, Cast. You mean right? Well, yeah, maybe that too. Maybe that too. What we do again. We need we need funding because as much as we love doing this stuff, we're at this point legitimately doing it for free because that's all we can afford to do. So, um, I I think that uh, you know it's one of those things. If you like what we do and you want to see more of it, um, maybe we should we should create some sort of goal for Dakota's spoiler cast. And uh, by spoiler cast, yeah, we'd really like you to have your own podcast because Marcos kind of has his thing with the after dark. Um, so. It's fun, you know, for us all to be able to do our own, pursue our own little passion projects and stuff. And this has definitely been one for me. Every week, I, I think don't want to call After Dark a passion project. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's so right. that's, that's totally reasonable. <laughs> um, I totally understand that. Um, but regardless, thank you again, guys, for listening. Uh, Marcos, where where can people find you? You go to Twitter, Marcos Carmona at TwinkiePie37. I'm the cute one. Hashtag make Ben buy me secret of mana. Okay. Dakota. Hashtag Ben buy him secret of mana. Wait, what? Where, where can where can people find Dakota? <laughs> oh, um, on on Twitter at the Empress. There's a three in there somewhere, but you gotta find it. Uh, my name's Benjamin Ten. Uh, on Twitch, uh, that's probably the easiest place to find me. Um. I am also on Twitter at Benjamin Plays. Of course, I also write for Epilogue Gaming. Um, I've got a couple things coming out, including reviews for Unravel. They're actually called Three and Outs. I don't do traditional reviews, um, so I'll have those. <laughs> those I'll have those for Unravel. And uh, what else did I say I was going to be doing? Oh, Detroit. So we we'd have that. We'll have that up by the end of the month for both of those. But. Um, you know more more than anything else just thanks for listening to this particular podcast i've had a couple people come in to my stream which is really neat and say like that they they listen to the podcast or whatever um check out dakota's podcast at uh spagina at at twitch my my uh, podcast her podcast your yeah. stream your stream <laughs> at twitch.tv slash spagina which is s-p-y-g-i-n-a it sounds just like it's spelled right yeah spagina yeah. Or Spygina, if that's a little easier to remember. Sure. Um, um, it's Spygina, yeah. though. Check, check that out. I think you get more like, um, you know, you can ask us questions. Just tune in to whatever we're playing. So uh, regardless of that, we'll be back next week. Um, the week after that, I think I'm going to be in Los Angeles. So I don't know if we'll be able to work out some kind of podcast, but uh, we'll, we'll make sure. You're going to be in Los Angeles and you didn't tell me? Yeah, I'm gonna be in LA. It's only for like two days, but I would have gone to LA. Well, it's in two weeks. To see I... you. Okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. We'll figure it out. I'm done. <laughs> I would have gone. You know how close that is. 
Barry. Live action podcast. You get all like sexy. <laughs> Live action podcast. Um, well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Ben Vollmer for Dakota Trammell and Marcos Carmona. We'll uh, see you guys next Monday. Thanks for hanging out.